This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Like last week's show, this episode has been pre-recorded. Only by a couple of hours, mind you. Not because I was hot-footing it back from seeing the nocturnal musical shenanigans, uh, but because I'm dog-tired. More mentally than physically, but if I got in from work earlier enough, I would have partaken in an afternoon nap. And they say the older you get, the less sleep you require. Not me. Anyway, on to this week's show. I didn't make... Buscox gig at the 100 Club last Friday for the just mentioned reason. I was all set to go, but I knew in my heart of hearts I would sit myself down in one of the club's orange plastic chairs. Yeah, and that would be it. I would be in the land of Nod until one of the security guards gently shook me awake, telling me I had to leave. I'm getting on. I did, however, make sure I was fit and able for last Saturday's dog day afternoon at Crystal Palace Park. The first band on were the Lambrini Girls, who I have heard of only due to their addition to the bill. I missed their entire set as I was in the pub. I know, my bad. I have heard conflicting reports from different tried and trusted sources. The first was amazing. Championing LGBT with vocalist and guitarist Phoebe Looney straight into the crowd. With the second, absolute dog shit. Now, there are two schools of thought. Thought one, giving a young punk band the exposure to a partisan crowd who hopefully will take to a new generation of the genre. Thought two, the opening slot should go to a band that's of a similar ilk. For example, Chelsea. Both thoughts are very valid, but in this instant, I would have gone for thought two. Nothing against the Lambrini girls, but with Chelsea, it would have added even more to the Billings interconnectedness. Success just from being 
times at a festival. The support acts get a scale back use of the PA, leaving the full on Sonics for the headliner. Not in this case. Buzzcocks, who I just managed to catch as they bounded on stage, no thanks to queuing up to get in, sounded immense. Festival sets normally mean play the fan favourites and then get out of there. Buzzcocks never really conformed, mixing the classics with cuts from the new album, Sonics in the Soul, that didn't seem out of place. Pete Shelley was sadly missed, but only in a visual capacity, and I mean that with no disrespect. But Steve Diggle certainly has earned the right to continue Buzzcock's legacy. since I last saw Stiff Little Fingers. Embarrassingly, it might have been at the Sex Pistols gig at Finsbury Park back in 96 when Bruce Foxton was on bass duties, where I think the Buzzcocks were on after them. Actually, I have seen Stiff Little Fingers more recently than, what, 27 years ago? It'll come back to me. Uh, I thought that the band's last album, No Going Back, came out about you know, four or five years ago. Turns out that was nearly 10 the band have written new material in the shape and form of The Tower in London as a tribute to those lost in the Grenfell Fire. 
That, uh, however, wasn't aired, but we were treated to a cover of the specials Doesn't Make It All Right in memory of Terry Hall. One of the best moments, and those who follow me on Facebook would have seen my post, was watching the signing to Alternative Ulster. Stiff little fingers on any other dog day could have been the headlining act. <laughs>
sure I was not the only one who bought a ticket on the strength of seeing Steve Jones playing guitar on British soil the first time since Sex Pistols played Hammersmith Odin in 2008. Personally, I would have loved to have seen the professionals with Jonesy, Cook, McVie and Paul Myers instead of Generation Sex. But even though with some negative reviews from Glastonbury, I thoroughly enjoyed the set. It did what it said on the tin. Two former Generation X and Sex Pistols playing each other's songs. I'm not sure what the naysayers were expecting. Yes, Billy Idol is no Johnny Ron. But by the same hand, if not token, Steve Jones is no Durwood. I got exactly what I wanted. <laughs>
Incidentally, last Saturday was Debbie Harry from Blondie's 78th birthday, and she still looks great. The singers get older, their vocal range and stamina changes. It's a fact of life. A guitarist can get away with it so long as he uh, doesn't develop rheumatism. Uh, however, Debbie Harry has gotten away with it, whereas co-founding member Chris Stein hasn't, with a heart condition that restricts him to studio work. Having said that, the band that she and Clem Burke have surrounded themselves with are top-notch. To be fair, I couldn't name any of them apart from Glenn Matlock, 
who, as well as playing bass with them on tour, has also lent his four-string duties to the band's up-and-coming new studio album. The band did play a selection of their hits, including Detroit 442 from Plastic Letters. My favourite Blondie track is Accidents Never Happen from Eat to the Beat, that sadly didn't get an airing. So I'm going to play it now. Complications disappear. No, 
onto Iggy Pop, who ran on stage after the strains of his band's cover of Novello's Rune, like some demented ghoul from a Hammer horror film, straight into Five Foot One. Within 30 seconds, his waistcoat was thrown off with an audible gasp from the audience at the sight on the big screens of his body. He definitely needed a good steam ironing. Without sounding like I'm repeating myself, it was hit after hit after hit, with him doing no wrong. Half of the 18-odd song set were courtesy of the Stooges, with the remaining obviously gleaned from his solo output. All this literally happened on my doorstep. What a dog day afternoon. from Jaina Stark and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show and in my opinion you'd be absolutely nuts to listen to anything else. 
be a bit of David Bowie, especially after Diggy. Here are the Phobics and get your act together. One of Tom, vocalist with the soon-to-be-heard Phobics, claimed to is that he has pissed on David Bowie's leg. loads of tricks Glenn could have come on to play bass on God Save the Queen with Generation Sex both he and Steve Jones could have joined Iggy Pop as both have been in his band just not at the same time right anyway uh, new music time because uh, to be fair I haven't played a great deal of it so far this week so with the remaining just under 22 minutes left I'm going to rectify this firstly with the Priscilla's and Angela
Secondly, Gorilla Teens and Tell Me What To Do. the only one thinking the new Christ circa lower yourself.
just me then. Tell Me What To Do was taken from Gorilla Teen's debut album Under The Dagger that has just made it onto vinyl. Seriously, it's a great album. Looks up on Bandcamp if you can't wait for the vinyl to arrive. Thirdly, Asimovelle and Louder and Louder. Not only is this the band's latest release, but it is now the first to feature the band as a foursome. Psychedelias and their second single, Persian Sales, that sounds remarkably like this. Persian 
abruptly, it's time for this week's Covers Corner. I've been wary of the dictators since they let handsome Dick Manitoba go. However, saying that, I thoroughly enjoyed the reinvigorated lineup's new material, as in Let's Get the Band Back Together, and goddamn New York. I've been hoping that a new album will be on the event horizon by the end of the year. Fingers crossed. A new track was unleashed last week in the shape and form of a cover. Hence, Covers Corner. Of the Osmonds' Crazy Horses. To be honest with you, it hasn't done anything for me. It's played well and all that, but it's been done before. Tank have done it. I think Tiger Tails have done it. Even the sensational Alex Harvey band have had a crack at it. I just would have preferred an original. Until next week, take it easy. for tuning in to the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show where you don't have to wear a mask or observe social distancing. This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Wopsies Lodge production.